Hello, Polyam fam, and welcome to Talk Your Poly Off, presented by ilovepoly.org. This is your podcast for ethically navigating your relationships, your community, and yourself for a healthier and happier lifestyle. This is Bella Doll. She is my sunshine full of giggles. And this is Joshua Monsuda, the logic to my emotion and the chaos to my order. So now you know us. Pull up a seat and let's talk our poly off. Hello, Polyam fam, and welcome to Talk Your Poly Off. I'm Monsida. And I'm Bella. And, of course, we're here to talk your poly off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Did you, did you turn your vibrate off? I did. I mean, okay. I like my vibrate on, but I turned <laughs> it off on the phone. Okay, fair. <laughs> we're a little slap happy tonight. Don't mind us. Yeah. So, I've been... Spending a little bit of time this evening playing some video games, <laughs> taking care of myself, taking a break from all the workload of life. life. <laughs> <laughs> and you've been upstairs? I've been upstairs in my room on my new giant California King bed, Tempur-Pedic mattress. It's fantastic. But I had some dental work done this morning. So I was on Valium and I was on the nitrous gas stuff during the procedure uh-huh. and all kinds of painkillers and antibiotics this afternoon. So I've been a little loopy, so I may have marathoned an episode or three of Harry Potter. <laughs> so we basically spent the day doing some self-care. Yeah. Which is funny because that's what this podcast was planned to be about yeah we did our our show notes for this episode like a week ago all prepared for it ready to go and then life happened we didn't quite record it yet and we just happened to record it on a day we're taking care of our needs yeah it's good good timing before we get too much into this Let's talk about some self-care from last week that we told our PolyM fam that we would catch them up on. Yes. And what was that that we did? (laughs) That was our Infinity War Marvel Movie Monday barbecue endgame wrap-up on Labor Day weekend. That was good, but I feel like all the words were out of order. I'm, I'm on <laughs> drugs right now. <laughs> no, it was fantastic. I'm, I'm really proud of the way you did that. All that the good. things. So we have, as our regular listeners know, we have been marathoning the Marvel movies for our friend K-Fug yeah. for the last six months, off and on. And the weekend before last was our big finale where we did Infinity War and Endgame all on one day. And on this, we kind of turned it into a big event. We set up barbecue action. We invited a bunch of friends over. We jumped in the pool in between the movies for a minute to cool off. We let the alcohol flow (laughs) like wine. Jello shots for the win. (laughs) It was good. Jello shots with watermelon rum. Yeah. They were pretty good. And so we said that we would talk a little bit about how all that went down without providing spoilers right. in case someone hasn't seen right. the game. So how do you feel it went, Bella? I thought it was fantastic. I struggled to keep my spoilers and my mouth shut for six months while she watched and caught up on all these movies. And every time she would say something like how much she loved a character and I knew what was going to happen to that character later, I struggled so hard. And so Mansuda had to keep me in check the whole time. Don't say that. You're going to ruin it. And so this was like the culmination of all the anticipation. It was so much fun to watch. And I think she was on a super emotional roller coaster. <laughs> so I, I think so, yeah. It was like watching a movie in a movie. It was so weird. It was a good time. And two of the other people that came also had never seen Endgame. Right. They came for the second one, yep. Right. And for the barbecue. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a good time. And 
there was a lot of laughter and a lot of tears and a lot of alcohol. Oh, and then there was Sexy Rexy. Oh, no. Sexy Rexy ended up on the floor. Well, I, I don't think we should spoil too much of that either. <laughs> it was a good time. It was so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, here we are trying to do this podcast while Bella is medicated. It's fun. Yeah. It's good. It's what I needed. I feel like I'm going to spend a lot of time in the editing room. No, we got you. <laughs> I got you, boo. The people like to hear it. It's okay. okay. It's fine. Okay. So, I mean, I do want to mention too, just, you know, speaking of our happy poly moment segment that that we weren't speaking about, but we're going to speak about. Oh, that one. Yeah, that one. Right. So again, today I've been struggling and kind of in recovery a little bit. And the same friend that we do our Marvel movies with, she was driving through the area on her way up to Seattle and, you know, asked if I needed anything. And of course, my partner here took wonderful care of me and got me all the things that I needed but I was really craving some Jamba Juice I love Jamba Juice grew up on them during all the sports games fantastic but Mr. Monsuda here had never tried it before so she swung by and stopped and got my favorite flavor happens to be Caribbean Passion Jamba Juice and brought that by while he's here taking care of me so I was getting love from all over. So it was kind of a happy poly moment. Um, just showing how different partners can take care of a partner when they're struggling or down. Yeah. I like how I've turned into Mr. Monsida. Mr. Monsida. Maybe it's the drugs. Oh, okay. Did I ever say that before today? I, yeah, I think so. Did I? Yeah. I don't remember. So today we're going to talk a little bit about self-care. Oh, what is self-care? Well, we briefly touched on it in a previous episode, but we wanted to dive a little bit further in today. So according to psychcentral.com, self-care is any activity that we do deliberately in order to take care of our mental, emotional, and physical health. It's not selfish, need-fulfilling. Rather, it's about taking care of our health so we can take care of others. I need to be healthy in order to be able to give to my loved ones. True. Yeah. And I need you to be healthy so you can continue to give to me. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Ow. What? Don't. Don't be hurted. Hurted. I will will rub it better. Okay, rub it. Rub it all night long. Don't make it dirty. This is... Oh. This is taking care of your face. Taking care of my face. Yes. Yeah, so my gonna, swollen, throbbing face right so now. You're making it dirty again. No, it's not dirty. It's oh, literally make it dirty. swollen. <laughs> hey, remember when I tried to put on chapstick and my face was numb? Yeah, I also liked when you tried to say Wonder Woman. <laughs> Wonder Woman at the... We were sitting in the pharmacy waiting for my antibiotics and stuff. And something reminded me of Wonder Woman. And I literally... Half my face was still really really numb and it came out wonder (laughs) (laughs) it was so funny the pharmacist lady was like oh you're having a good time today I said no I'm just numb and can't speak correctly (laughs) so let's I mean let's talk more about self-care it's honestly it's a vital thing if you want to build up a, a strong defense system against Major stress in life, which, you know, isn't going away. We all experience stress. And when you can master the art of self-care, you'll be better equipped with tools to master life as a whole. If we can make self-care a priority in our lives, we'll know how to handle any challenging situation life throws at us. We won't find ourselves stuck in overwhelm as easy as those who kind of scoff at self-care. That's me more often than I'd like to admit, actually. That you don't want to take time for self-care? I don't have the time for self-care. I've got to get shit done. But when I actually do it, I realize how important it is. Yeah. It's the practice of taking an active role in protecting our own well-being and happiness. In particular, during periods of stress. And, I mean, since everyone's happiness varies... Each person's going to have a different idea of what self-care looks like. 
There is no one true way of taking care of yourself. Very true. When I think about Mm self-care, the concept of self-care that has always kind of irritated me Mm -hmm. is what I would like to call the superficial decompression. So, I mean, the acts themselves are fantastic. But when people are like, oh, I do self-care and this is this. So we just said there's no one true way. But I'm going to kind of go off on this. <laughs> Tangent. So a superficial decompression, in my view, is like a bubble bath or a nap or watching a favorite TV show or like something in the moment, right? Something that moment you're just going to forget life and do this thing. Now, in and of themselves, I think they're great. I think if you want to spend 30 minutes to meditate, do that. If you just want to take a bubble bath, do that. I mean, I I can't say that they're bad because I just got done playing like an hour or two of video games, (laughs) right? The self-care in the moment is essential. And these are great for that. Where I do get like irritated. And maybe irritated is a little bit strong of a feeling or emotion about this. But when people's self-care stops at the superficial decompression, right? right? The immediate relief, the, the instant gratification. Distract myself for half an hour, but don't actually take care of what's going on with me. Right. Obviously, your life isn't handled by eating a candy bar <laughs> in the moment. I try to do that. <laughs> oh, right. So do I. <laughs> and in the moment, that candy bar is everything you need. But there are other aspects of self-care, which are also important, like intentional maintenance, which is just beyond uh, the momentary reprieve, right? Okay, wait. Can we go back to the candy bar real quick? Yeah. So, like, for me, if I'm thinking about this, what you're saying, the candy bar with that, like, superficial in-the-moment thing is going to make me feel good, except it won't make my dental work feel very good right now. Right. But, I mean, like, it's going to taste good. I love my Reese's. Uh-huh. So yummy. Peanut butter, chocolate, yummy goodness. But actual true self-care is going to be going for that healthy snack that maybe it's a little bit, maybe it's a uh, banana with some peanut butter. So it's got that Reese's peanut butter feel, but it's on the healthier side, which is in long run going to be better for my body and is actual self-care. Agreed. Is that kind of what you're talking well, about? that's where I'm going to go with it, okay. yes. Okay, I'm following. I'm on it. Okay. And when I say superficial decompression, I don't mean fake as fuck. I mean, like, it's good, but it's not a real deep soul-fixing thing. Gotcha. It's just like a surface-level decompression. Got it. Okay? So, back to the intentional maintenance, which is beyond just a momentary reprieve. Mm-hmm. It's something to focus on for improvement, right? A way to fix something wrong to improve something in your life by a step. Like cleaning the house or taking a shower or doing some home repair. It may not look like instant gratification. It's not going to be the bubble bath. You're going to do the dishes. And you're going to get those done so that later when you walk into the kitchen... It feels good. It feels You don't cleaner. feel cluttered and overwhelmed. Right, and it feels nicer. Right? right. So it's a step up from where you're at. This is especially important for people who suffer from depression and that sort of thing. Yeah. When you're just down in it and you can't get out of that hole, that's when cleaning or... Taking a shower. Yeah, and like I said, like taking a shower, anything with hygiene, anything with environmental improvement like seriously repairing something it puts your mind to work at something and it puts your hands to work at something and when you're done you get that reward feeling yeah you know you finish this and you're like yeah i did that thing i accomplished something right accomplishment that's fantastic in my eyes it's almost like the superficial decompression is a beginner level Mm mm-hmm And then the intentional maintenance is intermediate. And then we would want to go to advanced, which is kind of what you were talking about with the Reese's and the banana. Mm -hmm. So it's a habit-forming benefit. Okay. In my eyes, this is something for 
a long-term personal growth, like learning a language mm-hmm. or changing your diet, like you were saying mm-hmm. with the Reese's and the banana, following an exercise regimen, something which is going to take a while to complete. And it gives you something to focus on, and it gives you a chance to put your mind at something more than just in the moment or the hour or the day. Right. This is a continual thing, and then when you have accomplished it, it becomes a habit. Like, say you want to learn French or Spanish, and after a while, you become fluent in it. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you can actually hold conversations. I think that that would be something that when you're there and you're holding a conversation after spending two years of really working on it, and you realize, wait a minute, I can understand this language and speak it and communicate in this language just as easily as I would in my... And feel confident. Right. And then suddenly you're like, wow, I spent all that time and look at this wonderful payoff. Same thing goes with a diet or an exercise. You may lose that 50 pounds that you wanted to lose, or you may be able to start bench pressing Volkswagens like you've always (laughs) wanted to do. Take college courses. Yeah. Something that there's a long-term benefit, and it gives you skill, or it just makes you feel like you're progressing in your life. Right. I like that. But we're also big personal development people. Right. We like, we like to grow and improve and change. So, to me, those are three very generalized, different ways to have self-care. All equally valid and potentially all equally necessary. Yeah, all good for different things and different reasons. Right. I get it. So, I mean, for me, I, I always picture, I love this image... And I don't know where I first heard it, but it gets thrown around all the time. And when you think about self-care, I always go back to that whole, like, you can't take care of those around you if you're not taking care of yourself. Yeah. But for me, the picture that I get, so, and I think this also goes to all of my gardening of succulents. (laughs) Right. So I literally picture, like, a vase Or even like a fountain. Okay. But a vase at the top, like a pyramid of vases, vases, whatever you say. And they're all really pretty. And you pour the water into the top one. And then there's holes in the bottom. And then they start to fill like the bottom, the ones below it. And then those fill the ones below it. And it's like this whole like chain of them. But the holes are like towards the top of the vase. Okay. So you have to fill that vase up first before it'll overflow into the next ones. So it's like a champagne fountain. Yeah. Okay. But I picture it with succulents. I don't know why. Oh, okay. And it's, the holes aren't at the bottom, otherwise it would just run from the bottom. But I can't water my next level of plants until I fill up that first one. I see. So that's how I kind of see self-care when I as I think a lot of humans do, feel guilty. And again, go back and listen to our episode on guilt. Feel guilty for taking time to play an hour's worth of video game. Or you feel guilty because you just marathoned Harry Potter all day, didn't accomplish shit because you feel bad and you just had dental work done. Or you didn't have dental work done, you just had a hard day. (laughs) Yeah, you just had a hard day. And it's okay, because you need to refill and replenish that water. And then you can overflow into other people and other activities and anything else you have to get done in life. Right. So I I kind of vision it a little differently. Yeah. But similar. And this comes from maybe a little bit of my darker humor, right? (laughs) But... I've also heard this saying from people that might not have darker humor. So I envision a plane crash, oh, and that's good. life. Life is a plane crash, <laughs> and it it's hurling at Earth at hundreds of miles an hour. <laughs> and you're on the plane of life, and you have to help the people around you. Right. And you can't put on their oxygen mask until you put on your own. Right, that's what they say. Right, because otherwise you're just going to pass out and miss the whole trip. For me, 
that saying, you have to put on your own oxygen mask before helping a loved one get theirs on. Yeah. That's how I see it. I, I totally get it. But it's cool to see the difference in how we perceive self-care. I know, right? <laughs> I'm like, oh, look at these beautiful flowers and the overflowing vase. And you're like, death! We're hurtling to death! Well, I mean, I'm sure there's at least one listener out there who would agree that life sometimes feels like a plane crash. <laughs> it's fine. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah, that's like that meme. It's like a dog with a hat on and he's sitting in the living room table and everything in the house around him is on fire. <laughs> he's like, it's fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so if I were to put you on the spot. Oh, fun. What external areas in our life would self-care be important? Well, I mean, for me personally, I work a full-time day job. Uh-huh. I've got my born-into family, and then I've got my chosen family, and my intimate relationships. So, I mean, like, when it comes to things like work... I like to take on more than I probably should when it comes to my job. Okay. And then I end up super overwhelmed. And so for me, part of my self-care when it comes to my job is asking for help. Oh, all right. I don't ask for help because to me in my head, it's all twisted. And that must mean I'm weak and I can't do the job. When in reality, shit just hit the fan and I've got a lot on my plate and it's okay to ask for help. Right. So, and I've got a super awesome team and a great boss, and um, we work together fantastic. So, nobody is shaming me for asking for help. It's all internal thought work that I'm dealing with. Right. But I think that's one of my biggest self care things for work. When it comes to my born into family, um, I really have to pay attention to my boundaries with them and that in itself is self-care i don't allow myself to get sucked into the discussion about my weight or the discussion about how i'm divorced and polyamorous and i must be the one who's going to get left behind and alone like i don't i set my boundaries up so i don't get sucked into those conversations and that in itself is self-care Otherwise, I will end up in tears, and that's no bueno. True. And then, I mean, when it comes to my friends and my intimate relationships, I I think I walk a weird line of, like, an introverted extrovert. They call it, I think, an ambivert. That's an ambivert, yeah. yeah. Um, if I people too hard and too much for too long, I burn out, and I have to recharge. And that's where I end up with those surface level. I need to meditate for a little bit and just kind of like, again, refill my vase. But the meditation really works for me in that sense. And I can ground myself and center myself. Um, I also really love like a good mani-pedi day. (laughs) Let's go get our eyebrows done. Yeah. Get our feet done. (laughs) That's a good self-care thing for me. Because it makes me physically just feel better. Okay. What about you? So what what aspect or what part of your life do you feel like you need the most self-care? A lot of mine's internal. I spend a lot of my time taking care of other people mm-hmm. in a lot of different ways. Whether that's my team at work or you or my wife or my kids or... Friends, I'm always taking care of other people. So for me, the self-care is really important internally. Yeah. So I trained in martial arts for a, a long time. Mm-hmm. And black belted a couple times over. And one of the extremely important aspects of my training with the people that I've trained with is that martial arts isn't just, you, you got to learn how to punch good. <laughs> it reminds me of the Crudes, the movie with the cavemen. Uh-huh. 
And he's just all like, rah, punch good. That's right. how we defend ourselves. Punch good. And then the other guy comes along with belt, and he's like, fire. Rah, punch good. <laughs> well, well, and that's the thing, right? Martial arts isn't just punch good or kick fast or big spinning jumps. It, you can do those or you can don't. But it was important in our training that we work on our body, so our physical stuff, all of the, the fighting skills and the takedown techniques and all of that stuff. But the body was only a piece of the puzzle. We also had to work on our mind. Right. So we worked on techniques and we worked on improvement. And we would have homework, I guess. We had to do something to improve ourselves. In fact, when I black belt tested, I had to do something mentally that I was really not at a point to be able to do. Yeah. And part of that was college. There was some aspects of college that were part of my black belt test mm. that helped me move forward. And then the third piece that's a really big deal is the spirit. Now, this is something that you could take in a lot of different directions. Right. And for us, we trained with people from all sorts of religious backgrounds, from Christian to Satanist to atheist, Taoists, there was a lot of different religious backgrounds and types and we didn't judge because we were taking care of people not ideals right and so spirituality when you work with people of so many different backgrounds like this you understand that spirituality really means something different for each person yeah so someone who might be very heavily religious would believe in an afterlife and believe in angels or whatever it is that the religion does and for them that's spirituality and for some other people that are really into nature and the cycle of life and all of these things that's spirituality right or karma and reincarnation right mm -hmm. energy from a more scientific standpoint that's all spirituality mm -hmm. if you take it in a belief system sort of way. So, mind, body, and spirit. I focus on those all when I need self-care. I figure out what I'm missing out on, or what I'm lacking in, or what would improve my scenario, and I try to work on that. As an example, a lot of these podcasts that we do, they're not just for fun, they're not just us going off the cuff. We do a lot of research. And yeah. sometimes we pick topics, like this series that we're running through right now, of things that are important to us or things that we want to work on. So that's mental. That's intellectual. That's us improving our mind skill set to be better people. Yeah. I've been recently struggling with not being active enough and not doing enough and feeling it in my gut and in my waistline, <laughs> you know, like... I need to get and my lungs. And I'm, you know, I've been complaining about this for a couple of weeks a lot mm -hmm. more than I should be. I need to just get off my ass and start doing it. And so that's one of the things I'm starting to work on now is body stuff. And what are we going to sign up for? Oh, we're going to do a 5K. A 5K. And then there's the spiritual side. Like, I guess I don't want to go into too much detail because for me, spirituality is a very personal, private thing. Yeah. And I don't really want to impress my ideals onto others or make others feel like I'm trying to convert them. So I think I'll just keep that side of what I'm working on a little bit to me. Yeah. If that's cool. Well, do you have any tips for like what people can do in poly situations? In poly situations? Yeah, so I mean, in polyamory, we have lots of loving relationships, but like we forget to love ourselves, right? Right. So even in, let's just say you're in a monogamous relationship, and it's just you and your partner, uh -huh. you still have two relationships, you and that person and you and yourself, okay. but we forget to make ourselves a priority. Technically, we have to be the most important relationship. So like, what do you focus on? As far as self-care when it comes to relationships. Oh. Is there anything? I see. Yeah. 
So when you were talking about that, the first thing I was thinking on, what do I focus on? Well, I focus on trying to figure out what each of my partners are going to need and how to separate my time or how to... But then you said, but for yourself. So then I had to reel all that back in. Well, I think it's a balance of Because I'm not taking care of my partners. You want to know what I do to take care of myself yeah, in polyamory. The self-care... But I mean, because you can't take care of your partners how you want to take care of them. Sometimes. If you're burnt out. So, yeah, there's a very big one that I'm actually working on right now. Yeah. And that is understand what your personal boundaries are and work to accept the fact that you can have those without hurting someone else. You need your personal boundaries so that you know that you're taken care of. And I think that that would probably be a really big one. And it's so big. Know your personal boundaries. Know what you want to avoid. Know what you're not willing to deal with. Know what, what level of compromise you're willing to have in certain scenarios or with certain circumstances. And then make the conscious effort... To maintain those boundaries. When you love somebody, you want to give them your all. Whether it's one somebody or five somebodies. You want to give them your all. You want to give them everything. Well, at least I do. Yeah. You know? And I'm, I'm usually not a boundary person. I mean, like, I'm all about everyone else's boundaries. But personally, I don't usually have boundaries. I'm like, yeah, ask me whatever the fuck you want. You want to do something stupid? I'm probably down, you know. <laughs> but it does take some work and some effort to realize what your boundaries actually are. And that could be anything from I won't eat seafood to I won't have unprotected sex. Right. And this, just a recap, if you haven't listened to the boundaries episode, boundaries about what your own personal behaviors are or what you accept it's not a rule on someone else. Right. It's saying, you can go have unprotected sex, but I'm not going to. So I'm going to take this action if that presents itself to me. Right. So almost three years ago, you took me to sushi for the first time. Yeah. And at that time, my personal boundary absolutely was, I will not eat any creature <laughs> who lives in the world's toilet. <laughs> and it took me a lot of work to try new things but in that first visit i was like i'm gonna eat that chicken and you did and i'll eat that watermelon <laughs> you know <laughs> like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna breach that boundary just to make you happy right because then i'm compromising myself and that might start some internal dialogue that i'm not happy with or it might give me feelings that become negative or damaging to the relationship Right, and you pushed into exploring and expanding your boundaries when it worked for you. Right, and I didn't say at any point, okay, we can go to the sushi place, but you can't eat seafood. Right. No, you eat whatever you want to eat. <laughs> My boundary, I won't eat seafood. Right. And that's changed, and boundaries can change and grow over time, or they can even come back in tighter, and that's also okay. But understand what your boundaries are, understand what you are and are not willing to compromise with and then stand by that and that's a really big self-care item that i think a lot of people forget because they don't think of setting boundaries as self-care right. but you're protecting yourself i would say that it's one of the habit forming benefits the long-term self-care yes yes i don't know if that's where you're going but that's sure that works yeah i have no my... <laughs> You know, it's like the dare, the old dare commercials with the eggs and your brain on drugs. Yeah. Crack an egg and it fries. I have no idea. Well, and that could be another boundary, <laughs> right? You don't want to do the egg frying drugs. Right. <laughs> and, you know, if your partner does it on their own time, that's neither here nor there. No. You choose not to do it. What I do choose... When it comes to my personal self-care uh -huh. and relationships, my I have three go-tos. Okay. Which, honestly, in the beginning of, I don't know, ten or so years ago, exploring polyamory and what it was with it, now that I knew a term for it, yeah, I never would have thought having these things. 
So my number one thing is I need alone time. I actually need alone time to be a better partner. It's, it was really weird for me to wrap my mind around that in the beginning. Um, it just, it used to be the hardest thing for me to do, especially as an outgoing extroverted type person who loves to be around people. But as I've grown up, I've realized just how much I enjoy my alone time. I need the, the time to do things my partners don't want to do. Or even silly things like watch a movie like Harry Potter that they don't enjoy. Yeah, I, I'm not all about that Harry Potter. Right. Life. And I really cherish those moments. And for some reason, like, it's my processing downtime to kind of focus on me without juggling anyone else or anything else. And it rejuvenates me. And it just brings life back into me to have, even if it's not like watching a TV show, if it's just quiet alone me time it's grounding and centering and makes me happy well and that's a good one because we all talk about scheduling and calendars and all of that and if you take the time to block off sections of your calendar Mm -hmm. where you just need to have that decompression time that also tells your partners hey this person's feeling like they need revitalization or something and that's that's a really good skill to build. Yeah. So my second big go-to self-care when it comes to poly relationships is having, funny enough, having an actual strong poly community. Even if you don't have a big polycule that you can rely on, like you don't have relationship after relationship connected, I have a good friend base poly community. So when I'm pushing myself to take on too much, mostly because I'm a born people pleaser and I want everyone to be happy, those in my chosen intentional community can usually pick out when I need to slow down and take that self-care time. They're kind of watching out for me when I'm not and they're a really critical piece to my self-care. Like K-Fug in the juice today. K-Fug in the juice today. Um, And time with K-Fug falls into my third thing, where those close friendships and platonic relationships I'm trying to focus on and build more of, like stronger, deeper relationships. So again, when life's beating me down and my own personal self-care stuff isn't working, she's there. She knows exactly what to come into the house with. Some Jamba Juice. Right. Perfect. A long weekend away to go see your grandboys will also always recharge me. That's a good, strong family relationship. Right. Having a small group of close friends who come over and maybe we have some pool time and a barbecue, but they don't require actual hosting energy. Mm -hmm. They come over and just turn on the TV or get the pool ready or start making their food without me actually having host energy and... They just make themselves at home. That brings laughter and warmth into my space. And I know I need more of that to recharge. So it's a mix of the alone time, the larger yet still intentional polyamory community, and then my my much smaller close-knit friend group. Right. I need time with all three of those to help me recharge. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, if we're going to talk about in that sort of scenario, I think that one of the self-care things you can do in the form of polyamory is learn how to communicate with each of your partners how sometimes you could use assistance, which is, I mean, again, this is one of the things that I've kind of hit my head against the wall with is that because I've spent so much of my life doing what I need to do and just getting shit done because no one was going to do it for me. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time relying on myself and I didn't have people to rely on. And I think that created a habit where I just chose to not let pe- not let people be a leaning post for me. A rock. Right. So, yes, a rock. <laughs> so, eventually it went from I had to take care of myself to I chose to take care of myself so that I didn't burden other people. And 
a good self-care technique, which I'm struggling to learn now when I'm trying to turn that script around, is be open and mindful with your partners and your friends on what you'll need when you need it. Like, say I'm struggling with something pretty big in my life. Mm -hmm. And aside of my nesting partner, I don't really say much. Or aside of, like with my wife, I've talked to her about it. But I don't say it to anyone else because I don't want to be that burden. Right. Well, I hate to keep using KFUG as an example. (laughs) But when she did drop off your Jamba Juice today, she also took the time to come and hang out with me, and and we got to have a talk, and she asked me, you know, what's going on? Because she could tell that I was off. And I could have done what I would normally do, and be like, nah, man, it's all good. Don't worry <laughs> it's about fine. It. But there's that matter of respect and understanding. Like, I have to respect that she wants to be there, and I have to allow her to be there so that she realizes that I care about as much about our relationship as she does. Yeah. And there's another self-care piece, right? But allowing the communication to happen to figure out what you need in your moments of struggle and share that with your partners, Mm -hmm. with your metas, with your close friends. Maybe not, I don't know, not all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but make sure that they're aware. And then, and then even be proactive enough to start explaining to them what some of the signs would be. Yeah. What is your one absolute most favorite self-care technique? The superficial decompression stuff. Hmm. Like your instant gratification and go. I mean, I want to say like doing some yoga or meditating but really I think what would be the quickest and easiest and makes me super happy is a good pedicure (laughs) okay put me in a massage chair let her do my feet hot oil hot rocks it'll tickle but it'll be so good that just makes me feel better yeah what about yours hmm instant gratification I like just listening to music. Yeah. Whatever I'm doing, just listen to music. And though I don't like it, I do focus on a chore or something. Like doing the dishes or getting the laundry done or, you know, finding that leaky faucet to fix. Mm-hmm. But through all of it, I'm listening to music. Yeah. So I would probably say that. I gotcha. It's kind of like a, it's that accomplishment feeling again. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So I kind of want to go back to talking about what self-care is. And I know that I do have a tendency to ramble a little bit. So if you bear with me, I've got a Monsada story story that I want to share that helps me understand self-care in a language that, that I get. Okay. Years ago, I worked for a bottle processing company uh, in which one of my job duties was mechanic. I wore a lot of hats. Mechanic was one of them. Yeah. I was able to fix and maintain every piece of equipment in that warehouse, from the material dumper to the palletizer and everything in between, including conveyors, the blow molder, I don't know, air compressors, the loading dock, ramp, all of it. If any one of these pieces of equipment went down, it could put the whole plant down. So it was vital that the equipment ran to the best of its ability as often as possible. Otherwise, we weren't getting paid. <laughs> okay? So, and, and this is where learning self-care sometimes is different. I'm going to talk about the mechanical stuff, which makes perfect sense to me. We could talk about succulents for your life. <laughs> Not unlike the mechanical situation, when parts of our lives break, we could potentially find ourselves shut down and unable to properly produce what we need to keep our own doors open. Right. Right? In addition to knowing how to fix all of this equipment, one of the things we did 
in that plant, was, which was essential to keep everything operating well, was to schedule downtime to do preventative maintenance on the equipment. Mm-hmm. During this downtime, like I'd clean up oil buildup, I'd check bolt tightness, I'd clean tracks or check and replace parts, like dampers and valves Kind of like car maintenance. Yeah. And doing this kept us ahead of potential problems and kept the equipment happy so the chances of unexpected breakdowns were rare. Okay, makes sense. For me, this is how I see self-care. It's uh, preventative maintenance of ourselves. Keeping our own mechanical and hydraulic parts clean and functioning, drawing or writing are excellent ways to test brain activity. A fitness program keeps the machines from having too much buildup. Eating healthy flushes gunk from the system. Mm -hmm. You know, like all this stuff. Even binge watching a television series is downtime to give your machinery a rest. So you can take some time off and some of the stress off your moving parts. Right. Right. So the thing is, preventative maintenance on this equipment was successful because there was a system or a schedule in place. It was a maintenance routine was a regular reminder that preventative maintenance needed done. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it'd be forgotten about or pushed off in favor of deadlines. I mean, like, and I've seen this happen in multiple manufacturing plants, either that I worked for or that I audited for. Yeah. You know, just hearing about it. Oh, it's fine. We'll do that later. It's not important. Yeah, that's a big deal in manufacturing. And the plants which did this often spent more time with down lines not producing than the companies where maintenance schedules were regularly maintained. Also, I'll throw in there that some of these other plants that didn't do regular maintenance, Mm -hmm. that's when the higher chances of personnel injury happen. Oh, I bet. Including death. (laughs) Because I haven't talked about that in a while. You don't have self-care, you could die. Yeah, you legitimately can. (laughs) So anyway, as we're talking about our own lives here, and not a manufacturing plant we're running. Uh, you know, I get how easy it is to forgo the scheduled personal downtime. I do that yeah. more than I want to admit. You'll do it after work. No, wait. Bills have to be paid after work. Well, then after those. Oh, shit. There's the errands you've got to run after the errands. In. No. Polykeel has a dinner plan to meet a partner's parents. On top of the stuff that's scheduled, you know the unscheduled emergencies are going to pop up as well. Like the car stuff. Right. Or the mattress thing. Oh, the mattress. That, <laughs> getting that mattress upstairs was fantastic. That was so and much And it fun. was unscheduled. Yep. Yeah, so you're going to get an upset metamor, uh, parent-teacher conference, whatever it is, right? Yeah. There's always something that can get in the way. So as it all stacks up and life keeps demanding more deadlines, you'd be surprised how easy it is to push off the self-care schedule. Not surprised at all. (laughs) (laughs) Planning this stuff in advance is essential for regular maintenance and for the good of your mind, your body, and your spirit, which then ripples out to the good of your partners, your family, and your friends. If you can keep healthy and happy system, this will also affect your work, your community, other social situations, All of this because you feel charged and full. I love all of that. And it totally makes sense in my head. Awesome. I mean, like, that's the whole idea. When I think about some of the stuff that we talk about, oftentimes it helps me to make comparisons with what I'm good at. Right. When it's something I struggle with. And self-care is something I struggle with. Because I'm always like, well, I got to get this done and I got to get that done. And I don't have time to rest. And I don't have time to even sleep. I get five hours a night. Right. You know, because there's always something to be done. So when I come back to the manufacturing, what I was really good at, I pay attention to that. Because I wrote the maintenance schedules. Yeah. I scheduled the machine downtime. One of the other things is I was a production lead. So I had to maintain control of the floor. Yeah. And... I demanded that out of my boss. When I, I had a boss. I had two bosses at this plant. And the first one did not want downtime. He was <laughs> a numbers guy. And he was all about it. And we actually fought a number of times. Because machines needed fixed. Or there's an oil leak. Or there's a bolt grinding somewhere. And we got to get in there and take care of that. Yeah. 
and because he conceded eventually every time, <laughs> we managed to keep high performance numbers. We're in the 96 percentages. That's the stuff that's important. Right. Give me some rest here and I'll produce better there. Yeah. It's the same with like really awesome companies that have excellent benefits. You don't need to whip your employees to death to get production. Sometimes the best way to get good numbers and to get production is to give them a break. And... And with all the motivational speakers and stuff that I've ever listened to, mm-hmm. when they'd say that, I'd be like, dude, you're so full of shit. <laughs> like, no, when you take time off, you're not getting anything done. But the more that I work on self-care and actually allowing that in my life, the more I realize what they're talking about. Right, like, you could take today off, and because you're well-rested tomorrow, you're going to slam three days' worth of work into that one day and feel super productive. Or you could have sluggishly made your way through three days with no break and maybe accomplished one day's worth of work. Yeah. There was a company I worked for. We worked eight months straight. In those eight months, I had four days off. A total of four days off. No, no. And as time went on, man, we were getting worn out. I mean, we were soldiering through. But we were getting worn out. And, and eventually, productivity was decreasing, quality was decreasing. You work us, what's that, two-thirds of the year? Yeah. <laughs> without a damn day off? <laughs> no, we don't give a shit. That's not good self-care. No, it really wasn't. So, I mean, what can people... Here's my takeaway. Okay. okay. So, this is what I suggest. Make what I call a self-care station. So that can be anything, depending on your space and your resources. For example, my personal self-care station consists of my meditation space with candles and incense and specific stones and crystals that I like to help me keep me calm in different aspects of my life. I also keep my coloring books on that same bookshelf, my current crochet project, as well as my go-to feel-good books, my yoga mat, my little at-home mani-pedi set, and a a chosen stuffed animal that I love and might want to cuddle with, watch a good tearjerker movie, all in the same area. This is my go-to self-care station. Okay. So for anybody else, that station might just be a box that they open or a bin that you open up with some fun eyeshadow colors or your sketch pad or maybe movies are your go-to you have a popcorn movie kit prepared, so it's an easy grab on a rough night. Whatever it is for you, I recommend prepping that self-care station in advance, so you don't have to put much thought into it when you hit hard times. I have three. Yeah? One, which is one I don't get too often enough, is actually my PlayStation. Yeah. I am not a huge gamer, Sometimes when I don't want to deal with, like, all of the stress of work and finances Mm -hmm. and and juggling partners and I just need a break, sometimes binging a couple of video games for a few hours or half a day, that'll do it for me. Yep. So that's one station. Okay. My second is actually my desk. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) Because, I mean, I actually have found that the podcasting is a lot of fun and it brings me back to my radio DJ days. Yeah. And I love doing that so much. And sure, we're not playing music. (laughs) But this still brings me back to that. Yeah. And even when I'm not doing podcast stuff, I mean, I can always do something on my computer. I got files I want to go through. I got tons of music. You know, there's always the internet if I want to just brain dead some scrolling somewhere. Yeah. I like reading articles. So that's my second one. And my third one is actually the emptiest one, and that's the back porch. Mm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I like to go out there, just sit on the chair and stare at the trees across the wall, and maybe watch some birds fly. I, you know, I love watching the birds. I know, and it's uh, we'll get through winter here, and then it'll be hummingbird season again. Yeah, and this this upcoming hummingbird season. I really want to take care of them little flutter fellers. Yeah. Yeah, I think that watching the birds 
is very calming and peaceful for me. And it's the one thing that I can sit and not need to be active and still do. Right. And so, yeah, I've got three stations. Maybe we'll get to do some bird watching at the campground. Oh, we definitely will. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here are a few things to remember. According to Forbes.com article, practicing self-care is important. Know your worth. A healthy relationship with yourself boosts your self-esteem and your confidence. Mm -hmm. A healthy work-life balance. Because exhaustion can make you less productive, disorganized, and emotionally depleted. On both sides of that fence. Yes. Um, Stress management. Constant stress and anxiety can have an adverse effect on your health. Your physical health. Like, literally, you can get stomach ulcers from stress. Organ failure. Yeah. And you will die. (laughs) You will die. Forbes also mentions that, really, you got to start living and stop existing. Life is a precious gift, so why waste it? Find that balance. That was a big deal for me a lot of years ago. Yeah. And then one of the final tips that they've got is just getting into better physical health. Caring for your physical self by eating healthy, getting adequate sleep, caring about your hygiene, and exercising regularly. All of those five tips from Forbes are really important for just a general maintenance of self-care. Right, and self-care is an important part of every relationship for the simple fact that you deserve to be your best self. Uh, You know, sure, it helps you to love on and take care of others, but you are number one, and treating yourself to the necessary self-care can bring so much joy and happiness into life, clouded over by stress and worry. Yeah. Now, I have a little bit of a theory. Okay. Or a little bit of a personal philosophy, I guess, Mm -hmm. is that whole you are number one thing. Number one. Number one. You are the most important person in your life. And this is going to be something some people are going to be like, no, I'm not. I got kids and I got this. And I, you know, the Lord Jesus, whatever. Actually, no. You are. You are the most important person in your life. And you don't have to always put yourself first. But without you in your life, really nothing else exists. Because you're not there to experience it. Right. So you're the main character in your story. You are the center of your own universe. And I really hope that that doesn't inflate some egos. (laughs) But it's true. In my view. Yeah. So for me, and that took a lot of work. Because I always put myself last. I'm always taking care of other people first. And it took a lot of work for me to say, I am the most important person in my life. I am the main character. And I want to write a story that has a happily ever after. Whatever that is, yeah. And you can't get your happily ever after until you take care of your main character. And everyone else is a supporting character. Your kids, which are wonderful, by the way. I love your kids. (laughs) (laughs) They are your supporting characters. You can do for them all day, every day. But without you, that's it. Right. So you have to take care of yourself so that you can take care of these little nose goblins of yours. Totally. And it's not just kids. It's everything and everyone. You are your own main character. And really, if we could just do one takeaway, mm-hmm. try that for a week. Make Put yourself, yourself first. All right. The center of my universe. You are the center of your universe. Okay. And uh, let's see how it goes. You know, and not just Bella, but every one of you that are listening. And let's try this little one-week challenge where you put yourself first. And that way you can fill the cups of others. Yes. My thoughts. At any rate. I like it. We're going to close on that. So, as always, you can catch up with us. Or contact us through the week on social media. Maybe tell us how you taking care of yourself first has improved the quality of your life and your partners. Tell us all about your self-care. And you can get a hold of us and tell us all this by following the links for all of our online hangouts and sanctuaries in the show notes of this very episode. 
ratings and reviews that are cool as well. Much appreciated. Using your favorite podcast platform. And until we come together and talk again, Polyam fam, take care of yourself and take care of each other. All the love. Till next time. Thank you for talking your poly off with Bella and Monsina. You can find our Facebook page in the links or by searching for I Love Polly and liking the page Polyamory Get Your Heart On. You can also find I Love Polly on Instagram and Twitter by searching I Love Polly Cares. If you want us to help you navigate to all of our online presence, check out the show notes or come on over to ilovepolly.org. We would love to hear from you. That's right. And you can get in touch with us by emailing podcast at ilovepolly.org. That's singular podcast, not plural. So until our next discussion, Polly and fam. Live like there's no tomorrow. Laugh until it hurts. And and love love without without limits. limits.